You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Cross. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Big gap in left center field. Everybody's playing very deep as right hits one deep to left field. Headley back near the wall. It's out of here! The Mets win the ball game! David Wright with a two-out, two-run walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. And the Mets win it five to three. Puck controlled. The Devils unable to clear. Diving play by Girardi to keep it in. Shanahan to Girardi. In front, just missed by Gomez, who was cutting to the net. Tootin kept it in. Girardi to Gomez. He scores! Scotty Gomez. It's a power play goal. Rangers lead 1-0. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh, my God. This ball's thrown, and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. And Eli, man, I don't know how he got out of there. I thought he was on the ground, and, and then he came out of the pile and just slings it. Live from Lindbrook and Brooklyn, New York. This is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Ace Man and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to episode number 46 of yours truly, Ace Man and the Quas, here on Blog Talk Radio. The number to call is always 646-478-5118. Glad all of you guys can join us tonight. Later on, we will have Ted Berg of SNY to talk pathetic Mets baseball. Also, we'll recap week three in the NFL and see what's happening in the MLB playoff races. I'm Steve Ackerman. And I'm Ethan Klossman. Uh Ethan will uh, speak in a minute here. Uh, we'll have Aces Minute. This will be like a new thing. Uh, we'll each uh, get our uh, few minutes to say what we want about the day in sports. So I'll start with baseball. As we'll start at uh, Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, where uh, the house that Ruth built is playing its final game tonight. Sadly for them, though, it will be the most important game that has played there all year. So sorry to the Yankees, but this will be the last game at home this season, unlike the Mets, which hopefully we will play serious October baseball. The Mets' bullpen today was just about as bad as the Mets' bullpen. Uh, The Mets give up four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. A little recap. That's all you needed to know because they had a lead again. 29th blown save of the season, Mike Pelfrey. Another game where he was left with the lead. They blow for him. Delgado's heroics, four for five with a home run. Not enough. The Mets lose today by a score of 7-6 in Atlanta. In the NFL, it was a wild one in Denver. As the Broncos beat the Saints 34-32, Martin Gramatica pulled the Mets' bullpen again as he blew the game for the Saints. Uh, Denver up 34-32 in the last few minutes of the game. Gramatica misses a 43-yard field goal. Saints lose 34-32 after fighting very hard. It's almost like the Mets, and when their bullpen blows it, you know, Quas, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, in New England, in New England, the big upset today is the Miami Dolphins all over the New England Patriots. Final score, 30 to 13. Matt King of the Castle wasn't so royal today, as the Dolphins pushed him down a pedestal. Ronnie Brown, a huge day. Well, what can Brown do for you? I'll tell you. 
Ronnie Brown, five touchdowns total, four rushing touchdowns, and and one touchdown through the air. More more passing touchdowns this season than Chad Pennington. Uh, Ronnie Brown, a huge day, and that's marking his comeback. Brett Favre will be playing Monday Night Football tomorrow night for Gang Green against the San Diego Superchargers. But tonight it'll be Aaron Rodgers, who's the new Brett Favre in town. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay playing Dallas. That score right now three to three. We'll keep you updated on that during the game. And that was Ace Man's minute. Uh, now, uh, Lacrosse, we've got a little minute for you. Uh, Ken Burr will be joining us momentarily on our program. Uh, let's just start with this Mets game here. I mean, how does it happen that you have two big home runs from Delgado and Belch, from uh, excuse me, Delgado and Wright in the same game, and you still lose against the Atlanta Braves team that is 20 games under 500 and trails the Mets by 20 games? Um, Reyes' struggles continue 0 for 5, and this game left Foreman on base. His September swoon is back. Wright, though, two out of three in the game, hit a two on home run. Delgado. Four out of five hit a two-run home run, and the Mets still lose this one. Uh, just incredible. I mean, Mike Pelfrey, I think that Manuel kind of stretched him a little bit in this game. Uh, he's ready over uh, his innings marked his career by a mile and going in late into the September months, and Manuel still is keeping Pelfrey out there uh, quite a while in the game. But, of course, with the, Mets, the way the Mets bullpen is, the way Steven just described it, I mean, Stokes and Rincon got the job done, but Sean Weiss, again, was blowing Weiss. Uh, two hits on two runs, both of them earned in only one-third of an inning. That was an awful job by Sean Weiss. Smith, not much better, didn't even get a batter out, gave up a run. Luciano also gave up a run. Heilman actually did a good job. He didn't allow a run, but he did walk a batter and give up a hit in his one-third of an inning. Uh, terrible job by the Mets ball from here against the Braves team. That had absolutely nothing to play for, I mean, you want to give me it was the last home game of the season? Big whoop. I mean, the Braves had nothing to play for. They were just playing spoil on this one. And a terrible loss on the Mets. Second straight, the Braves. And the Mets could have really taken advantage in the series, but did nothing. Milwaukee 8-1 over Cincinnati. And the Phillies uh, all over the Marlins 5-2. to And that puts the Mets uh, one and a half game behind the Phillies, one and a half ahead of the Brewers. Look over the NFL is a wild one uh, at the Meadowlands, the Giants and the Bengals. Uh, the Giants were trailing this game, but did come back to win it. Uh, the difference in this game was the special teams. Carney with four field goals, Shane Graham with three field goals. Ultimately, that was the difference. And the Giants had a nine-minute drive in overtime, seven plays, and Carney with a 22-yarder uh, wide right to win it for the Giants. For now, three and zero. The Bengals fell to zero and three. Stephen mentioned some of the upsets. Jacksonville over Indianapolis, 23-21. Uh, and also Miami, big over New England, 38-13. Throw uh, so upsets. Atlanta over Kansas City, 38-14. I know that's really upset. But uh, there was uh, some big upsets today. St. Louis, their defense stinks. Uh, that's pretty obvious now. Is The Seahawks, a team with uh, not such a potent offense, beats the uh, Rams, 37-13. to uh, That's my minute. And uh, I guess we'll be hearing more uh, later on in our picks and when we have Ted Berg on our program. All right. Uh, another, a little bit of breaking news from the Mets here. Uh, John Main apparently is cleared to return to the uh, Mets bullpen. Um, they say possibly by midweek sometime this week against the Cubs. Main can possibly appear in a game, so that would be big for the Mets bullpen. Of course, is, uh, they're in shambles right now. They've been in shambles for a long time. I mean, it's pathetic when you see Pelfrey go 
six and a third today, and they need six guys to get the next two innings. It's unbelievable. Uh, really, just about as bad as the bullpen gets. It makes you think, can, do they have enough to even get in the playoffs in the last week of the season? And do they have enough to even be successful in the playoffs? And, and that's right now in doubt. And out guys like John Main, who the Mets think uh, could have I mean, a ball, that bullpen as well. Maine, it's for- it's got to be all hands on deck. Uh, they gotta, you know, if they whether they have to put Neese in there, Brandon Knight, uh, Bobby Parnell, if they have to give him a few more innings, John Main, of course. I mean, they they gotta just anything, anything at this I mean, point. You need something there. Billy Wagner is no longer part of this team, so and Luis Ayala hasn't done a job, um, has done a better job than we expected, but still not a a job like a Billy Wagner type of uh, performance out there. Uh, we do have a 516 caller. It could be one of our Lindbergh friends, or it could be Ted Berg. 516 around the It is. It's Ted. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up, hey, Thanks Ted? Thanks for coming on. on. Uh, not much. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, I hope you're doing better than the Mets bullpen right now. Oh, my Lord. Samples. I mean, uh, what do you think of this? Is there any way to resolve this? So we'll start off with that. Uh, guys, I mean, uh, the thing that amazed me, I was looking over the stats today, just about every single guy in the Mets bullpen, with the possible exception of Luis Ayala, who's been okay, and Juan or Sanchez, who's been bad in both situations, every single guy can only pitch to his side of the platoon split. And it seems like this, you know, what, what Jerry's doing, bringing guys in, taking guys out, might be on paper actually a decent idea, but... Man, it's not working. I mean, it, it is it is brutal. It's it's getting impossible to watch. I mean, there's just not any guy you really have a ton of faith in right now, even to get it. You know, the the Joe Smith to get the right hander out, or Sean Lysipulciano to get the left hander out. It seems like no one's getting anybody out, and there's no end in sight. Um, I just want to congratulate you on the uh, New York Baseball Today gig. That's a great little program that started over at SNY. Um, now, getting into this bullpen, you mentioned how Manuel's uh, been re- uh, very willing to go with the uh, matchups. You think he should kind of uh, try some new guys, different goals? I think up? absolutely. I think that, you know, taking a longer look at Figueroa might be a decent idea. He had a rough outing Friday night, but it wasn't really his fault. Reyes made the error, then Church made the error. Uh, I'd love to see more of Parnell. I think a lot of Mets fans feel that way. Not that I think Parnell is, is actually, you know, the type of guy who can make a difference, only because I don't know yet that he's not, which is the case with just about everyone else in the Mets bullpen. I'd even, I'd even take some more Carlos Muniz. I mean, anybody who's not, you know, Heilman Smith, Sean Weiss, Feliciano, are the same guys we see every single night, and they're just not getting the job done. Um... Out of the bullpen, of course, here with them struggling. I mean, three guys, uh, three guys come to my mind. Uh, well, which could be X factors here. I mean, where is Carlos Muniz and where is um, Eddie Coons? I mean, uh, you know, they're young guys. They're they don't have much experience, but you never know they could have helped. And uh, the Mets did not use all 40 men on the roster. And also, uh, what do you think about here about John Main? Uh, Mets.com, according to Mets.com, he's been cleared to pitch. Uh, Manuel is going to use them conservatively. What do you think about Maine's role and those two guys not being there? Well, Coons is not even with the team, which is, which is surprising to me. You think, you know, it's a situation where they do need every relief pitcher you get. It seems as though in, in a very short time, Jerry Manuel decided you know, he wasn't ready for the major leagues, which is funny because, 
you know, now Parnell, who developmentally is a big step behind Coons, is with the team and getting some innings. So I'm surprised that Coons isn't getting those those outings and, and you know, getting some roles as well. Muniz is a guy that I think a lot of Mets fans have given up on. He had a rough go of it the couple times he was up this year. I, I think he does have some talent, and I think he's the type of guy who will get away and then, you know, have a couple of good years, and, and Mets fans will say, oh, why did we let this guy go? Uh, because Muniz has always put up pretty solid numbers in AAA, and he never really got regular opportunities with the Mets, so it seems like he didn't, you know, get a chance to sort of settle into a groove. I wish, I wish Jerry, he is with the team now, but he hasn't seen, I don't think he's seen any time since he's been back. I, I wish Jerry would go to him at least once or twice because he can't be much worse than the guys he's been trotting out. Now, as for Maine, I think, you know, if Maine is healthy, well, that's a great idea to have Maine in bullpen, first of all, because they need all the help they can get, and because Maine does profile as the type of guy who would be a good reliever. Almost every starter, when moved to the bullpen, uh, their ERA tends to drop about 30%. Their strikeout rates tend to increase. Maine is the type of guy, since he lost some velocity this year, he was getting, you know, he was getting high up in pitch counts in just about every one of his outings. I think you can save him a little bit from that by only using him for one inning stunts. I think it will help him get his velocity up a little bit, which is which is important. But the thing that worries me is that Maine, because he is in pain, will compensate in some way and hurt himself, and then you lose John Maine not only for the rest of this season but for next season, and and that's not something I'd want to risk. So I hope the Mets are are real sure that he is okay. Of course, you guys that over at SNY, you know, Mets fans and announcers alike, you love to harp on this ballpen, but... Uh, oh, but I mean, you, you got to. You got to. <laughs> well, you have to, but again, Ted, we look at today's game. I mean, Jose Reyes, 0 for 5 with four guys on base. The, the Mets as a team left nine guys on base and didn't score a run after the second inning. I mean, the Mets are not giving themselves any Listen, extra runs. You, you can't kill... Quas, Quas, can't kill the offense right now. The offense is doing what they have to do. I think the offense has been pretty solid. Uh, well, the offense is the, the bullpen is, and then I think the offense has to come through. I, I, think, I think you guys are both right. I think the offense has been doing enough to win games in a regular situation, but it does seem like, you know, since the offense is the strength of this team along with the starting pitching, both of yeah. those factions of this team do sort of need to step up to carry this bullpen because the bullpen – you know, just at this point, it's pretty obvious the bullpen's not yeah, going to get it yeah, done. you know, Ted, it feels like, you know, they have to score 10 runs or something like that to win a baseball game. It really shouldn't have to be, you know, as a team, you should be able to win some two-to-one games sometimes, but they can't do that unless Pelfrey or Santana go the whole game. So, I mean, it's really, it's not a good situation right now, and uh, they have to just do whatever they can do in the next week. I mean, yeah. I mean, that said, there's still there's still a game and a half in front of the Brewers in the wild card race, and the, and the Brewers are just about the only team in baseball that's trying harder than they are to stay out of the playoffs. So, uh, right. you know, they they could be, you know, they could sort of like the Phillies last year, or like you know, a bunch of teams have the Tigers a couple of years ago, just sort of stumble into the playoffs because of another team's failure, which is you know good for the Mets to be on that side of it. Yeah, uh, for once. Yeah, now, barring that the Mets uh, either win the division or hold off the Brewers for the wild card. Uh, now, for the postseason, you have Santana as your ace. You probably have Pelfrey as your number two, and Perez as your number three. Uh, is Pedro a lock to be the fourth starter? I think he is, if only because I don't... I, I mean, unless you see two stellar starts from John Neese. I don't, did Neese come up? 
Before September 1st, I think he did, I believe, right? No, I think his first start was in Milwaukee, which was the uh, which was in September. I believe oh, okay. So, so Nisa, I guess, is not eligible, although yeah, there are loopholes yeah, in those rules. I, I'm not sure if he's eligible for the postseason. Uh, I, I mean, either I way. He was on the 40-man roster before, though. I think that's the rule. Um, I could be mistaken. Yeah, those those rules are, are confusing. I know that there are loopholes because I remember the Angels used Frankie Rodriguez in the postseason before he had really pitched before September. So I think there are ways to get around that. I don't know that. Uh, is it? I think Nice was on the roster though. I think they uh, put him on the roster before. And in that case, you know, unless but still, I mean, unless you see two stellar starts from Nice, I think Pedro is the guy. I mean, you know, as shaky as he's been, he has been giving them. Outings. He hasn't been completely torched. Uh, you know, yesterday he pitched six innings, four runs. Not a great start by by any measure. But a game the Mets, if they had a capable bullpen, if the offense was scoring a little bit more, a few more runs, you know, a game they could have won. Uh, and he's Pedro Martinez, and I think they, you know, as as much as they're they're trying to you know win the division, I think I think there's a degree of respect there that that he earns just because of what he's done in the game so far. And speaking of the degree of respect uh, for Jerry Manuel, of course, the manager, um, I mean, you look at uh, his attitude. I mean, he's addressed the collapse numerous times and even been joking about it a lot of those times. Uh, and now, of course, where it's right over the Mets' head right now, being that uh, they're in the midst of the same type of stretch, uh, do you see Jerry Manuel perhaps um, having a closed-door meeting or some sort of um, – thing that would will be able to propel the Mets again for postseason because it seems like the Mets need that uh, to get any further because Manuel really has been kind of like Randolph at this point of the season right now. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Jerry plays this one because this is the certainly the most, you know, the stickiest situation he's been in as Mets manager. Mm-hmm. Essentially, once he took the team over and whether it was because of him or or just you know, a coincidence. Since he's taken the team over, they've been great. I mean, I think there's still something like 51 and 34 under him, 52 and 34 maybe. I mean, he has been, uh, you know, he has certainly been a, a better manager by record than than Willie was this season. So I think you know, Mets oh, fans yeah. have gotten used to him, and the media has been, you know, sort of praising him a lot. This is this is his challenge right here, and. You know, Manuel has, I think, pretty much handled every situation except a few in-game decisions well so far. I mean, he's yeah. been great with the media. He seems to have really earned the respect of his players. And I'll be interested to see how he approaches this week. I don't know if if what he feels is necessary is. Yeah, you know, this I, is the week. I thought that exactly. yeah, I thought that Willie kind of lost the team. Manuel's sort of gained it back in a way. Um, now about the Mets bullpen and the playoffs, of course. Uh, when they, if hopefully they're gonna make it, and they're not gonna have a 40-man roster. So now the big question is here, or my questions at least. Uh, Aaron Heilman just hasn't come through at all this season. Uh, even though he has seniority in the Mets bullpen, uh, does he actually make the 25-man roster? I don't know. I mean, that is such a great question because, and it seems like a question that's coming up a lot because. You know, the Mets, the Mets want to keep Heilman va- uh, valuable, and they want to keep him confident. And he does have, you know, as good stuff as anybody in that bullpen. But he hasn't been able to get anybody out. I mean, as you guys have seen, other than the big out Friday night, he's just been pretty much atrocious. 
Uh, I, you know, if I'm if I'm making the calls, I don't put Heilman on the playoff roster, only because I can't trust him at all at this point. Uh, I sadly I do not make the calls, so I, I don't know how Omar will play that one. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Heilman included on that roster. All right, Ted Ted Berg, of course, of SNY.TV, joining us right now. Now, Ted, let's say I have a game scenario for you: Mets Cubs Monday night. It's a seven-five Mets lead in the ninth inning. Who's going out there to pitch? Ayala. I guess it's Ayala. I mean, I guess it's Ayala. He's he has certainly hasn't been stellar, but he's been more successful than anybody else the Mets have tried in that role, except of course Billy Wagner. I think it's got to be him. I I think he's been the only Met pitcher who's gotten both lefties and righties out, which is you know important if you need a full inning out of a guy. And he's he seems less prone to meltdowns than everyone. He seems more likely to let up a single run than, than seven runs. And you know, for the Mets, uh, that's <laughs> that's a good thing. Definitely. All right, now, um, with the uh, postseason here, um, now the playoffs, possible matchups for the Mets could be the Cubs, the Phillies, Dodgers, and the Brewers. Now, out of those teams, who do you think matches up well with the Mets and matches up not so well with the Mets. Uh, you think they'll have trouble with the Cubs, or you think the Cubs are a little overrated? And uh, what do you think about a possible Met Philly NLCS? Uh, I think I think the Cubs are good. I think the Cubs have a couple of eggshells. Zambrano has been a little inconsistent of late. He had some injury woes. Yeah, he went from a Rich, no hitter. <laughs> no uh, hitter. Then he, he got rocked. Then of course he had the no hitter, and then he got rocked. Yeah, I mean he's been certainly been inconsistent. Harden is is always a, a good bet to get injured. I mean, you know, then they have some guys in the in the back of the rotation that aren't as strong. Uh, but that said, the Cubs, you know, more or less steamrolled the National League Central this year, so that's that's something to to consider. And they're obviously the favorite going into the playoffs. The Dodgers have been real hot, hot lately. Um, obviously, you know, you want you want the Mets to face up with the Brewers. Uh, that's that's the the ideal NLDS situation, just because of the way the Brewers are are stumbling, and if if they do make it in, it seems like you know that's that's the one you want to be facing if you're the Mets, and, and that is I believe how it would work out if the Mets won the division and the Brewers took the wild card. Um, so I think that would be optimal, only because the Brewers are are the only team out there playing worse than the Mets, and they have that shaky bullpen. And you know, I mean, I for one, as much as I I hate the Phillies and, and would root for the Phillies for every single. Ever to lose every single game, I would love to see a Mets Phillies NLCS. I mean, think that would be pretty exciting. And I mean, you got to imagine how uh, crazy to be for the Cubs this week and playing the Mets and then the Brewers. I mean, the Cubs, when you got that division clinched, they'll be going against uh, two teams with contention, contention on the line. So I mean, the Cubs. I mean, I guess Lou Pinello is going to have to figure out uh, whether the team will be playing those games or will be resting a lot of his players. I imagine you'll see a little bit of both. I mean, he's he's gonna he, he wants to keep his starting pitchers warm. You know, you're not gonna sit the guy out and then have him go into the NLDS cold. But I don't think you're gonna see a starter go past the fifth or sixth inning at all. I mean, unless yeah. their pitch unless their pitch count is extremely low. Yeah, I think they'll all be on pretty limited pitch count, pretty limited innings. Uh, so the Mets will have a lot of exposure to the Cubs bullpen, which is probably a great thing. I mean, I, I don't know which relievers Finella will use. Likely he won't use guys who are on the 40-man, who, who are going to the playoff roster. But he's going to have to use some of them, and I think, you know, for a potential playoff series, it could only help the Mets to see a bunch of these guys. Uh, and 
um, as frequently as possible because relievers tend to rely on that lack of exposure. Uh, I don't think the Cubs are going to tank them because I don't think there's any baseball player in, in the country who's not trying his hardest every every time out there. You know, these guys all care about their stats and they all care about their averages and home runs, so they're going to go out and work for it. But I think you're going to see, you know, the Sorianos, the Aramis Ramirez's get a little bit of a rest, maybe get spelled defensively late in the game. And that can work to the Mets' advantage. I mean, the Mets are, are playing for something and, and the Cubs no longer are. Okay, uh, Ted, before we let you go here, uh, just want to ask you, what do you think... Uh... What do you think is going to happen in the next month here? I mean, uh, will the Mets hold on, make the playoffs, and uh, can they go deep in the playoffs? I think I think they will still make the playoffs. Two nights ago, I was on on Sports Night on SNY, and I said I thought they would win the division. Now it doesn't look so clear, but still, I'm confident. I mean, as I said on that show, it seems like this team has been beaten down just so many times this year, and, and every time it it sort of pops back up. So. Wouldn't be surprised to see the same thing for the Mets this last week, you know, and get themselves into the playoffs, maybe win the division, otherwise win the wild card. And once you're in the playoffs, I mean, it's pretty much anybody's game. That's that's the thing. Uh, a friend of mine pointed out the other day that in 1997, the Marlins' bullpen ERA was over five for the regular wow. season, and I think it was something like 2.07 in the postseason. I mean, baseball is such a crazy sport, and there's it's such a long... Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know... The important thing for the Mets right now is getting into the playoffs, and then you worry about the playoffs once you get there, because once it's the playoffs, you know, it's anybody's game. Ted, thanks so much once again uh, for coming on, sharing all of your insight, and hopefully the next time we'll, we talk to you, we'll be talking about championship rings. I hope so, too, guys. I uh, thank you, Ted, for joining us. Uh, look for Ted on SNY and SNY.TV. He writes comms, he does the TV, the whole thing. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for, thanks for having me. No All right, problem. no problem, anytime. Take it. All right, that was Ted Berg of SNY.TV. Good Great stuff. stuff as always from We're going to take a quick break here on the sports docket with Ace Man and the Quas. And uh, we do have calls on the line. We'll get to you. Don't worry, you'll be part of our show. We'll be right back after this. He popped him up. He's going to get it. Rochus down from third. Rochus makes the catch. Ball game over. A perfect game. A perfect game for David Cohn. There is deal. Fastball hit in the air to left field. That's deep. That goes Chavez back near the wall. Leaping and he made the catch. He took a home run away from Rowland. Trying to get back to first Edmund. He's doubled off. And the inning is over. Broken back. Foul ball off the right side. And the barrel of the back came out to Clemens. And he picks it up and throws it back. And Piazza's walking out toward the mound. And now the home plate umpire, Charlie Rutherford, gets in between them. Piazza points to himself. And so does Clemens. In the air to deep right field. That ball headed toward the wall. That ball is out of here. Out of here. A game-winning grand slam home run off the bat of Robin Driving the air to center field, Timo Perez jumps in the air, waiting for it to come down, makes the catch, and the New York Mets are the 2000 National League champions. Giambi on his way to third, and they're going to wave him around. The throw misses a cutoff man, shoves into the point, and the point. Derek Jeter with one of the most unbelievable plays you will ever see by a shortstop. And the 0-1 swung on, hit in the air to deep center, Bernie back. Win. The Yankees win! Aaron Boone to lead off. 
his first at bat of the game. There's a fly ball deep to left. It's on its way. There it goes. And the Yankees are going to the World Series. Aaron Boone has hit a home run. Five and a half. Sweet to the front. Oh, Mitchell. 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 And the Lakers have one more hell of a climb, baby. Again, it'll be a 3-2. The stretch and pitch. Swung on and popped up again. Off third. Hayes has room. Hayes makes the catch. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The New York Yankees have won the 1996 World Series. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. Norwood missed. Four seconds left. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25. And McTavish with one and six ten seconds. Puck is left. McTavish controls. And it's all over. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. Something that most people did not think they would hear in their lifetime. Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. Your source for all New York sports. Live from Lynbrooklyn, New York, this is the Sports Docket Radio Show, where they spin and the cross on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome back to the Sports Docket here uh, on Blog Talk Radio, broadcasting out of Lynbrook and Brooklyn, New York. 9.29 on a Sunday night in New York City. Of course, the final night, New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. New one opens up in 2009 right across the street. Uh, well, I guess during the rest of the program, we're going to call in with Yankee memories. Of course, we'll be talking football. we got some picks later on. And uh, we'll be talking with the Mets with that seven games to go and the one-and-a-half game lead over the Brewers. Yep. Uh, we'll take a caller right now. It's a Skype call. Uh, you're on the air with Aceman and the Cross. What's going on? Tonight. Hello, what's up? This is Pat. I wanted to call your show. I'm upset as all get out over them tearing down Yankee Stadium. I think it's terrible. It's well, just... it... oh, well, I went actually uh, to a tour this summer at Yankee Stadium. Uh, they said they weren't tearing it down just to get a new one, but because it was wearing down and it was uh, getting unsafe at some parts of the stadium, Anything... it's going to be cheaper to build a new stadium than to rebuild the, the old one. There you go. There's the answer. It was cheaper. I can't believe I. there are structures in Washington a lot older than that they preserve. It's all about the money. That building could have been saved and been brought back up to code. They just want to save money. They don't care about the history. They're going to tear that down and build three little fields. And we're going to uh, lose. What's your uh, favorite moment of uh, Yankee Stadium? Oh, I remember. You see, years ago, they didn't have sports on TV, you could only listen to it on the radio. So I would listen to Yankee games all the time on the radio and imagine what Yankee Stadium was in my head. Mm-hmm. And my old pops, we finally got the money and we went to a game and I got to see it for real. And boy, I don't remember the game, but it was even more magnificent in person. That's my favorite memory of a Yankees game, just seeing it for real. I never, you know, I was, you got your baseball cards and you might have a picture of a player in Look Magazine or something. Yeah. But you never I got mean, to see the ballpark. Oh, my word, to get to see it. 
Uh, and now they're going to tear it down like it's yesterday's garbage. I and mean, all good, you know, uh, there's an old saying, all good things uh, come to an end. No, no, that's our history. Stadiums aren't like houses. There's only one or two per major city, and we should save examples of each one for future generations. There is a, out in Indianapolis, they've got a beautiful example of 1980s domed stadium architecture. And you know they're going to implode it because they got a new one. So all these kids now in the future will never know what a prime 80s dome looked like, just like no, these kids in the future won't know what a turn-of-the-century ballpark looks like. We're imploding our history. It's a, they're going to destroy that beautiful building and put three ballparks there so fat 40-year-olds can have a pickup game on Sunday. It's sad. That building should be preserved. Oh, it's cheap. Well, why don't you uh, talk to George Steinbrenner and ask I've talked and talked, and it's all about the money. They don't care about history. It's all about the money. It is. Babe Ruth played there, and all the greats played there, and all the history. You know, it'll it'll, it'll be the curse of uh, the Yankee Stadium. You know, I think Well, you know what? They they tore down. They're gonna. They built that new stadium out in Indianapolis, and the Colts haven't won a single game in it to date. And you know that may happen to the Yankees. They'll get this new stadium built, and they won't win a game in it for a while. I'm sure they will eventually. But you know, I, I think they're. I don't believe in curses, but I think there's such a thing as karma when you just discard. Yes, that's, a, that's a good view. That's a good viewpoint to have. Well, there's no. I don't think there's anything such as curses. And I would normally say there's no such thing as karma because I'm a fairly religious person. But I'm getting near 80, and by gosh, I've seen people do bad things, and I've seen it come back to get them. I'm only saying I believe in karma because I've kind of seen it. All right. All right, well, uh, thank you. uh, Thank you. Thanks so much for the call, man. Thank you for the call. You've got a good show. I enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Alright, he's a little emotional over Yankee Stadium being torn down yeah, and maybe uh, Shea Stadium too. Notice he didn't mention Shea Stadium. Well, no, Shea Stadium have a Nobody cares about Shea Stadium, it's unbelievable. Well, I mean, Alright, well, we do have a call on the line. It's uh, Matt from Moonbrook. Matt, what's going on? You're on the sports docket. What's going on, guys? None. Uh, how was your day today? What What was that? Well, who was that guy? Friend of the show. That guy was some guy. I don't even know who that guy was, but he was a guy, obviously. And that guy called in, and that guy complained about Yankee Stadium being torn down. Well, I'm, I'm watching the game right now, and uh, apparently there's more history than I thought there was to it. So, well, the history uh, is that tonight is history because this will be the last game of the season. Yep. It'll be the last game at home for the Yankees until approximately April 16th of next year. So I got two questions for you guys each. Okay. What was your What was your personal favorite memory at Yankee Stadium? Uh, well, I, I'll go ahead. Well, I've actually never been to a single game at Yankee Stadium. Really? Yeah. Or been, you know, it could be on TV. I, I feel ashamed. Ooh, you you heard of. It's a little too late. But my favorite memory of watching a game is this season when Delgado had that nine RBI game in July, the Grand Slam, his 12th career Grand Slam, that that huge game which got him going. That's my favorite memory. Carlos Delgado's two home run nine RBI game. Yeah, as a Mets was, uh, fan, as a Mets fan, I would have to say uh, probably one of the best moments, I guess, was at the beginning of the world, uh, beginning of the Subway Series, the first ever regular season game where the Mets won seven nothing, uh, and they uh, gave Malicki threw a shutout. But yep. as a uh, Mets fan from a Yankee perspective, 
being respectful and being appreciative of their history. Um, I was watching the David Wells Perfect Game live, and I have to say that was a pretty nice moment at Yankee Stadium. Of course, they've had a lot of championships there and a lot of great memories there. Twenty-six. That's why. And we'll do the same thing at Chase Stadium next Sunday, and we'll celebrate there forty-four years at Chase Stadium. Matt, what was your favorite memory of uh, the great Yankee Stadium? Um, all right. Being a, being a Mets fan, I'm always a Mets, but, um, personally, you know, the excitement of Yankee Stadium, I've got to say probably Aaron Boone's walk-off. Well, that's got to uh, be it right there. That was just, to be a Yankee fan and witness that has to be the greatest moment. And, uh, moment. All right, you had another question for us? One more question. Um, talk about Yankee Stadium closing, now, uh, Shea Stadium. What's you guys' favorite moments of Shay? Mm, All right, Kwa. Kwa's want to go Benny first? Benny walk-off home run. Who's? Benny Agbayani. Benny oh, Agbayani. yeah. You mean, was been, yeah. Uh, I think it was in 99. All right, well, obviously, I mean, a Mets fan. I mean, I wasn't alive back then, but 86. I mean, just watching those videos brings chills to your bones. Uh, <laughs> as, you know, uh, crossing the winning run right oh, now. And then it gets by Buckner, and then the Mets win, and then the Mets win, and everybody's good, and everybody's happy, and everybody's yeah. content. But they haven't done that for a while, and they're due for that this year, I think. I guess recently, from the games I've seen, I guess the Ventura walk-off grand slam in the rain has to be the best. The Which I, I was I was there. Yeah, Matt. Was there, Matt? He was at I that was, game. I was at that game, and how uh, my dad... How much How much would they... Uh... I have no idea. My dad paid. I was like, uh, what, um, ten? Nine, eight? Yeah, something like that. And uh, I just remember my dad's a Yankee fan. I just remember uh, him saying it was pouring rain. It was like the 14th inning, and he said, Let, "Let's get out of here. I don't want to be traffic." Was it about 2 a.m.? Yeah, it had to be. It had to be somewhere. Yeah, it was, 2 it, was, it was a pretty late game. And I, and I remember my dad saying, "Let's go. Let's get out of here. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to hit traffic." And I said, "You guys got to be kidding me." And, uh, you're staying. Yeah, 15th, 15th inning, he said, uh, you, were, you were right, you know. That was the greatest game I've ever witnessed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to leave a playoff game once you're that out long. I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, you don't care if it goes to 6 a.m., I would still stay. I will right, well, uh, thank you for the call. You got anything else for us, or are you good for tonight? No, just uh, like I say, it's like a wheel, and, you know, thanks, guys. It is like a wheel. Great. Well, I guess good job there by Matt from Lindbrook. Uh, I guess, Stephen, next time uh, we do a show, whenever that will be, I guess we'll touch on some Mets memories. Mets probably still be playing then, supposed to be in the postseason. Of course. We'll I mean, they're going to Sirius October Baseball, hopefully. Definitely. Sirius October on their mind. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll have some NFL picks for you for a week. We'll recap our week three picks. Uh, and then we'll go into the week four. And please, nobody call and complain about the demolition of Yankee Stadium and Shea Stadium, please. It's it's already a done deal, and uh, I mean the memories are obviously still there, but they're going to be preserved and sent to City Field and the new Yankee Stadium. So we'll take a break, and we'll uh, do NFL picks. Getting picked number one by Phil is what every player dreams of. He spends whatever it takes. I'll take the big one. I'll take two. He treats you like you're part of the family. So, Danian, I understand you led the league in rushing last oh, year. Oh, great. Just can't wait to make me look at you, Dad. 
and he's so focused on the team. I the scab on waivers, but if I do, I'll have three wide out. Maybe a little too focused. Sign up Fantasy Football on FoxSports.com. The new fantasy home to LT and focused owners like Phil. Hello Mets fans, you're looking for a show that covers the Mets inside and out, and there's a show for you, the 7 Train to Shane Mets radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Join Matt, Greg, Mike, and special guests all season long with inside analysis on games, news, rumors, the minor leagues, and more. What's your opinion or ask a question by calling into the show. For up the latest Mets news, rumors, opinions, and show schedules, visit our website at www.7traintoshay.blogspot.com. For Mets fans, by Mets fans, it's the 7-Train Shay Mets radio show. Now back to the sports docket with Ace Man and the Quas. Welcome back to our radio program, the Sports Docket here on Blog Talk Radio, 9.40 p.m. here on, uh, here on Sunday night, uh, September 21st, 2008. We get into our NFL picks for a week three, a week four in the NFL. Um, I guess we'll get that music going. Okay, we just kind of got a better one from last week. Um, I guess we'll start by recapping what happened in week three. And what happened was, even completely uh, reversed his result from uh, week two, when he went two and four and I went five and one. Even so far today, uh, with the Sunday night game and the Jets-San Diego game uh, bearing in mind, 4-0 and I went one and three. So both tied. 4-0, baby. Yeah, 4-0. We're tied with identical records of 6-4. and four. And if you're a sports hockey junkie, you can check out all the NFL picks from this season and last season uh, posted on our front page. So Post on the front see. page of our website. We have all our picks from last year. And this year as well, uh, updated. Uh, so let's get it. So let's, let's recap a quick with games. Well, games you won with Minnesota, San Francisco, and Jacksonville today. We still have the Dallas-Green uh, Bay game to play that's going on right now. Dallas is up 10-6 on Green Bay right now. So we're both winning in that department. And then we got the Jets, San Diego. Brett Favre returns to Monday night. I have the Jets tomorrow. You have the Jets, and I also have the Jets. So we're the same picks over there. As well. All right, um, now we're going to do week four here. Uh, we're going to have uh, the first game next week. Giants, uh, you know, we'll start locally. You want to start locally next week? Uh, say again? We'll do uh, the Arizona Cardinals at the New York Jets. Uh, Quas, game. who do you got in that game? Uh, I am taking the New York Jets in this game. Uh, I know Arizona lost today um, by a touchdown to Washington. Kurt Warner finally uh, got overmatched by a defense. I know the Arizona have one of the best pass rush defenses in the NFL. I think Brett Favre is going to get back on track after the Monday night game uh, against San Diego, and I think the Jets will come up victorious at home over Arizona. Uh, yeah, I got the Jets too. I got the Jets against Arizona at home. 
Jets again. I, yeah, yeah, the Jets are going to go three and one here. Uh, I think uh, just just too much for Arizona. Arizona, great offense, but not quite uh, not quite enough to beat the Jets. Arizona also playing in the bad losing. They lose in Seattle off the bad start. I'll let's go over to the Minnesota Tennessee game. Tennessee surprisingly three and zero. Vince Young really carrying that squad. Uh, Minnesota, about a one and two record. Who really like this one? The Vikings at the uh, the Vikings at the Titans. The Vikings at the Titans. I'll take Minnesota. Uh, I think Adrian Peterson uh, should be back by next week. He was a little banged up this week. Uh, I think Tennessee uh, is uh, eventually going to carry Collins. Eventually going to catch up with them. I like Minnesota. Uh, Tennessee just killing the Texans today. Uh, I like them to win this game. Uh, Terry Collins, excuse me, Terry Collins for the Titans. Tremendous job in this game. One touchdown, uh, yards, and uh, good job uh, by Terry Collins passing this game. Uh, good job also by the defense in the kicking game for the Titans. I like them to over Minnesota, so I'm picking Tennessee, you're picking Tennessee as well. So 4-0. All right, Stephen, our next game, we got Buffalo at St. Louis. The surprising Bills, 3-0 against the 0-3 Rams. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, I don't think it's going to change. I think the Bills win in this one uh, fairly easily. St. Louis just looks lost right now. Uh, they got killed again by Seattle today, 37-13. to I mean, they're just not the same offense that they were. And they never had a good defense. I, I think Bills uh, win this one very easy. Rams, of course, with the worst defense in the NFL. And uh, we've got the Bills and Trent Edwards being so red hot right now. Uh, in the top leaders in rushing um, and passing. I think you've got to get the Bills. the 0-3 Rams. Next game, you got the... Um, Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers, the battle for first place in the NFC South. 2-1 Vikings against the 2-1 Panthers. Uh, who are you liking this one? I like the uh, Panthers in this one. I think uh, the Panthers playing uh, decent football. Atlanta, they're doing pretty well so far. But uh, I think the Panthers uh, win this one easy. Uh, i got to say the same thing. I also like Carolina in this game. Um I mean, uh, they did lose Minnesota today, 20 to 10, the Vikings' first win of the year. But uh, the Falcons, uh, I just still don't trust them uh, in the big division game. I know they crushed Kansas City, but everybody can, anybody can crush Kansas City. Um, so I gotta pick Atlanta uh, over Carolina to go to three and one. Let's go to our next game, another division matchup in the very tough NFC East. You got the uh, Washington Redskins. Versus the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas 2-0, and they'll probably be 3-0 after tonight. They're up on top. 13-6 at halftime. Yeah, 13-6 after half over Green Bay, over a touchdown there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers having a rough half, but we'll see if he comes alive for the second half. Uh, Donald Driver has been covered very well by um, by the Vikings. Uh, by the, uh, excuse me, by the Cowboys. Uh, Redskins at Dallas. Redskins with a nice win today over uh, Kurt Warner's Arizona Cardinals. Who do you like in this one, Redskins or Cowboys? I'll take Dallas in this one. I think uh, Redskins, fine job the last uh, few weeks here. They get a win today, 24-17. to 
They're going to win last week 29-24, to but now they got to go on the road, play a very tough Dallas team in Dallas, especially if Dallas uh, wins this game tonight against Green Bay. They'll be very tough. 3-0, and uh, a lot of weapons for Dallas. Was Dallas like on both sides of the ball. Dallas is a very good home team. Uh, Washington will play them tough, but Dallas will be too much at the end. If Washington win this game, that would really improve something, especially with the way the Eagles have been playing. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, if the Dolphins can beat New England, anything can happen. Definitely. Uh, let's go over to the last one, the Sunday night game. Uh, you got the Ravens at the um, uh, good look, well, not after today, but against Ben Roethlisberger's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, who do you like this one? It's a big divisional game, Ravens or Steelers? Ravens is probably the surprise or one of the biggest surprises of the year so far at a perfect 2-0. Of course, only two games because uh, they were supposed to play the Texans. Hurricane Ike got in the way of that last week. Uh, but the Ravens 2-0 under Joe, uh, Joe Flacco. Did they Flacco. make that game up at uh, any point? Um, what? Are they going to make that game up? Uh, uh, they're going to make that game up, uh, I think, sometime in November, they said. I think both teams have an off day or an off like Thursday, or bye week. Like... I think both teams have a bye week. Same I think they'll make it up that week. Um, it won't matter for the Texans much, but it'll be... I mean, I mean, it all evens out at the end. I mean, they'll all play 16 games. And uh, uh, so I was, what I was saying, Joe Flacco leading the Ravens to a surprising start. Uh, also, some concerns about Ben Roethlisberger. But even without Roethlisberger, I think the Steelers at home are a little bit too much for the Ravens. Steelers are, you know, Pittsburgh, great home field advantage. Uh, Pittsburgh, very tough team, always a tough team, always a good team. Well coached, well played. I think Pittsburgh wins. Joe Flacco, not with the best of games today, but got a lot out of McClain and Willis McGahey who came over from the Bills. And the Ravens do have a very good rushing game. There's no question about it. I mean, you have two rushers who can each rush about 70 yards. That's 140 yards between two guys. And that's a pretty good rushing uh, offense. So, I mean, you would expect the Ravens to run all over the Steelers' defense. But, again, the Steelers do have weapons as well uh, in that department. The Eagles contained them pretty well in this game. Uh, the 15 to 6 win today, but I gotta go with um, Pittsburgh over Baltimore. I think Pittsburgh will uh, get to 3 and 1 here and rebound from their loss to uh, Andy Reid's Eagles this afternoon. Uh, By the way, um, for today's uh, NFL, interesting uh, tidbit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, New England, uh, 21, uh, 21 game uh, winning streak in the regular season was snapped today uh, to the Dolphins. By a score of uh, 38 to 13, the last game that they did lose in the regular season was the Miami Dolphins. It was December 10th, 2006. It was a 21-nothing game. Uh, Miami shot out New England. Uh, Jason Taylor had a big interception in that game. Uh, they just showed that game in the highlights before I saw that. So the Dolphins giving New England the last two regular season losses, and we know what happened uh, that with that one giant loss last year, of course, in New England. But that's all that really matters, right? That's all that matters. Um, I guess that's it for our picks. We'll recap right now. Uh, so for our week four, pick, week four picks, we're currently tied with identical six and four records. Uh, I like the Jets to go to three and one here over Arizona. Um, if they, barring if they win against San Diego, which I think they will. Um, I'm taking Tennessee over Minnesota. I'm going to take Atlanta over Carolina. Buffalo over St. Louis, Dallas over Washington, and Pittsburgh over Baltimore. I got the Jets over Arizona. I got Minnesota. I got the Carolina Panthers, the Buffalo Bills, 
Dallas Cowboys, and your Pittsburgh Steelers. And those are our picks for a week four in the NFL. Keep track of the standings on our homepage website. Scroll down, you'll see it. That right over there. Um, I guess we'll take a quick break here. Talk me a little more football. We'll We're in the home stretch of the sports docket here. Uh, we'll take your phone calls for the next eight minutes and counting on the sports docket with Ace Fantasy. We'll back after this. When I was a kid, I used to hit rocks over this creek in my backyard. I guess you could say I'm still hitting rocks. But now, it's out of other people's yards. There are many roads to the show. What will yours be? MLB 08 The Show. Nothing gets you closer. Rated E for everyone. Only on PlayStation. Getting picked number one by Phil is what every player dreams of. Uh, yeah, Rick Rolls. The second straight week, we got Rick Rolls on the air. Thank you for Rick Rolls. Uh, I got buzzed, too. Someone's having a little fun of the controls. Uh, what? Welcome. A lot of control. A little bit too much fun of the controls today. 9.52. Oh, on a Sunday night here in New York City. Uh, eight minutes to go. We'll take any calls. Well, we got the same old callers on the line, same hands. On the line there. I guess we're over and under here. Steven, last met seven games, uh, four wins, over under. Um, I mean, logically, uh, the uh, Lord will tell you to go under. <laughs> but I'm going to play with my heart now with my head. I'm going to go over because I think uh, the Cubs will be in a little bit of a safe mode. I don't think they're going to really try as hard as they normally would. And also, uh, Mets, I, I, mean, I just expect them to play hard the last home stand. And also, we'll refuse to... You know, the Mets are obvious of what happened last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really hope the Brewers don't catch us. But uh, at the same time, uh, I, don't think, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think the Brewers are going to catch us. We but uh, I think they'll hold on. They're going to play hard the last week. Yep, and they're not and playing the Braves. I think Lou Pinella in this game is going to get a really good look at uh, all the Mets' bullpen, all other... Uh, all their bats, look at some good matchups because Lucanella has a lot of things to work with, being that he, he doesn't have to worry about scoreboard watching. He can just focus on the Mets and how the Cubs will play the Mets a week later uh, when those two teams uh, will hopefully square off in the uh, NLDS. So again, well, if the Mets win the wild card, if the Mets end up winning the division okay. over the Phillies, then they'll probably end up playing the Dodgers first round, like uh, like in '06. Uh, yeah, I mean, one and three. Over Listen, I just want them to get in. I don't really care how or how many games they win by or if they have to do a playoff. Just get in the playoffs. Because once you're in, it's, it's a crapshoot. Anybody can win. Yeah, uh, anything can happen. I was about this earlier. Anything can happen when we get towards the playoffs. Uh, and, of course, um, if the Mets get in those wild card, I mean, I mean it's another sport. But look at what the Giants did as the wild card. I mean, can the Mets have the same sort of uh, momentum uh, being on the road and uh, playing against teams like the Cubs or the Phillies or whoever? Yeah, Quas, you know, I just realized. Yeah? I'm kind of hungry. You're hungry in terms of what? I want some, like, buffalo wings or something. Buffalo wings? Buffalo Bills? Yeah, you've been to Hooters? I've never been to Hooters yet, but... You gotta go. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have the TVs, but uh, you have other, you have other sports games. Other attractions at Hooters besides. Yeah, other attractions. Other uh, experiences. Uh, like attractions like King Dika. King Dika. King Dika. <laughs> King Dika. <laughs> I kind of get that joke. It's, oh. I can't really say it on the air. King Dika. Yeah. Uh. Nah. By the way, if anybody's got Drew Brees on your fantasy team. Well, you're one happy camper today. How about Ronnie Brown? Does anybody have Ronnie Brown and sit him? Did you? Did that would you be me. That? You did that. Yeah. Do you have Drew Brees, though? I don't have Drew Brees, uh, but uh, Brees, it was a little breezy outside. Well, no, Brees had a great game. 421 yards passing and a touchdown. Yeah, I was like Brees to Bush uh, all day, every day. Uh, yeah, Reggie Bush, 10 catches today, two touchdowns. Big day for 18. Reggie Bush as well. Yeah, and of course, 23-1, the longest one. Yeah, without Deuce to Goose this year, um, Bush is going to have the Lord of the Carry, so he's a good uh, option for fantasy. But, of course, uh, it's probably he's probably owned in whatever league you're in. And, uh, yeah, Reggie, uh, it's a big day for Reggie, big day for Breeze. They still lost, though, at uh, Broncos. 3-0. I mean, yeah, and, of course, uh remind you guys, once again, Monday Night Football tomorrow, the ageless one to Brett Favre. John well, Madden will be calling that one. Vegan, Breeze. I mean, what is age? It's a number, no. right? I mean, Brett Favre, I mean, he's 39, but you know, he throws like he's 24. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, we'll see what happens. Silence from the cloth. You think he can feel comfortable with the edge? He's got to feel comfortable with his receivers. I mean, that's a... And, of course, uh, just to remind you guys, uh, tonight, if you can tune in, it will be the last game at Yankee Stadium. You'll have A-Rod... Making us thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hey, what is money? Though? I mean, what is money? I mean, how far can money really get you in life? Uh, well, but it's getting a lot of people a lot of ways. I mean, it gets A Rod uh, some dough. A Rod got some dough. A Rod got a lot of dough. Just look what happened with the. Uh, I mean, it's kind of related, but look what happened with the stock market. Like, well, oh yeah, big uh, big news here yeah, in the stock market this week. I mean, uh, this has to be on Quartz's outside news. Uh, of course, uh, a few companies uh, go bankrupt. AIG gets saved by Andy Chavez. I mean, uh, the federal government. <laughs> Andy <laughs> yeah. Chavez can save anything if they had catch. By the way, yeah, yeah I mean, he had the strength to be there. You guys down the stretch in your uh, fantasy baseball season, do we have Dice K? Fantasy baseball, I'm long gone. I don't pay attention to that. But anyway, if you, if you are guys who have money in the bank, and trying to win that your uh, divisions in fantasy baseball. You had Dice K and David Ortiz today. You got a big day. You had uh, Dice K with his 19th win, a shutout. The Red Sox are now magic number down to one. Yankees will win tonight. They're up 5-3 in the fourth. I think they will win. Yeah, they'll win the last game, Yankees team. Yeah, they'll win. Watch, the Yankees will end up winning the next six, and the Packers, not the Packers. The, Packers. the Red Sox will end up losing the next six. It'll be the ultimate collapse. You need too much Brett Favre in your mind, Steve. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, this has been a good edition of Baseman of the Quads. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back same time, same Maybe place. Week, Probably a few weeks, a few weeks. A few weeks. Just keep posted with us. I'll end uh, you with some TI, whatever you like. The next time we'll be on, the Mets will still be playing, we hope. All right, later, Quads. And later, uh, hopefully uh, you guys come back to join us next week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Play some funky music.
Silent! <laughs> I kill you! <laughs>